0: hello and welcome to another episode of film spill a movie night podcast with your host i'm chelsea film spill if you already don't know is a podcast that comes out every week and we talk about a movie by a female filmmaker every episode we also discuss women in the entertainment industry in general, and we play slumber party type games, spill entertainment gossip, and get to know each other and our guest. This week we have a very special guest who has been with us before during season one, but is back.
1: Hello everyone. My name is Daniela, and yes, I am a writer with Onyx and writer in general. Uh, when I can, and I'm excited to be back and talk about today's film. Well,
0: let's get into it. Today, we're going to be talking about Olivia Wilde's thriller slash horror film, Don't Worry, Darling. But first, it's time for Name That Episode. This week, we're going to be discussing Handmaid's Tale Season 5, Episode 1, 2, and Upcoming 5. Elizabeth Moss has taken on the role of director a lot this season, which I felt like that needed to be shouted out. (laughs) She's the main character. She plays June Osborne. I don't know if you've seen Handmaid's Tale.
1: I have. I've seen the first few seasons, but stopped watching after, I think, season four. I just was not a fan (laughs) and the direction it was going. But I'm glad to hear she's directing. That's exciting. Yeah, me too.
0: I'm excited that they, because usually uh, I've seen it happen before where like series will let their like star actors end up directing an episode. But I think that's if like someone shows interest that they want to do this and they want to carry that on. But I feel like it's such a heavy task to pull through is that you're directing the film, but you're also acting in it. So it's like you're thinking of so many things at the same time. And I feel like that's just a, a heavy thing to do <laughs> like workload yes. um but why did you stop watching um you said you didn't like the direction it was going please elaborate I, th- I think it was just
1: so all over the place I think like, like they tried to handle too many like subplots that just didn't matter and then like it never felt like it was like getting to the point of like getting out of Gilead or like solving any real issues. And I don't know, Elizabeth Moss's character kept going like in and out of Gilead and like trying to you know, save her daughter. And it just felt very repetitive. I think that that was the main thing. It felt way too repetitive. So many zoom-ins of her face too that were just not necessary and just comical. Um, so I stopped watching. But I know my mom really loves the show and I think she's like committed to finishing it even if there's like 10 seasons. So she still tells me about it
0: that's so cute <laughs> I love that I she, wish my mom was a fan I
1: mean, she I feel like it that I've, it's a show that I think is important that's why I hate that it's gone on so long and then like, kind of lost its direction because I think like the first two seasons are so relevant and really good tv but I just don't think it I don't know American shows are a lot like that where they just kind of fall off of being like this perfect first couple seasons and then just like fumbling it completely the rest
0: yeah that does happen a lot because I feel like they start giving up or they start having they start losing their ideas which I mean it happens like you don't know where else to take the story you're like all right um, the majority of what we wanted to happen happened in the first few seasons and now we're on season six and we have no idea we don't know what we're doing (laughs) yeah Um, so then that's when it starts lacking but I thought at the beginning of the season that I wasn't going to like the direction that it was going. But then each episode now this season keeps surprising me.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's so like I'm digging season five. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll start watching it. If it's like fun surprises and reviews.
0: I watch it like on my way to work now. Cause um, I don't have enough time to watch TV when I get out of work. Cause I usually like work on my stuff. So now I've committed time in the mornings to put my shows on. And at first I'm like, oh no, like it's fine. Cause some shows, if they're not as important to me, like if I'm not that into them, I'll wait till later. But like Handmaid's Tale is always that show that I always put on automatically. I see a new episode and I'm like, all right, I have to see what happens. Like, and I never know what to expect anymore. I I thought I knew the direct, like I said, I thought I knew the direction that I was going that you know, it's just going to be basic and that I wasn't going to be really into it because it is dragging out. Like the story is, she's still trying to look for her daughter, trying to like, you know, reunite with her, but you're going to see, I'm, I think, I forget what episode, because I watch it like all the time. I don't, I don't know what episode I'm on right now, because I'm watching it every week, but yeah, it's getting, it's getting there. You're starting to like,
1: all right, finally. Yeah. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. I think the maybe I'll start I'll start it again. I mean, I was invested in the characters. I was just so disappointed that they weren't, yeah, like moving forward. It wasn't like exciting anymore. Um, maybe just my attention span so bad that I like need full-on storytelling, like reveals every five seconds. Okay. I'll add it back to my list of things to watch. This sounds like a good recommendation.
0: All right, let's get into the Slimmer Party type game that I have in store for us today. So what I picked for us to play in honor of the movie I felt like this was just right to play this game it is guess the Harry Styles song with lyrics okay yes this is great (laughs) I am going to read off the lyric and you're gonna tell me if you know
1: the song I tried to pick out like the popular songs like popular song lyrics so it wouldn't be too hard yeah no I'm a Harry Styles fan so I probably will know all of it maybe maybe Ah. there are a couple we'll see I know, I know the popular ones, but I like the test. I'm excited for the challenge. Oh, yes.
0: Okay, I'm excited. Okay, now that you said that you're a Harry Styles fan, that's a done deal. Okay, I'll start with number one. Okay, so it goes, I want more berries and the summer feeling. What song is that?
1: Watermelon Sugar. Yes. Okay. okay.
0: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> one point this is out of (laughs) 10 okay Okay, yay okay number two loving use the antidote I don't
1: know golden oh I don't know that song actually (gasps) that's actually one of my favorite songs (laughs) 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 okay I'm a fake Harry Styles fan I have never I don't think I know that song I know the name but not the song
0: yeah maybe you have because it was like trending everywhere the beginning of the song's
1: like, da-na-na-na, na 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 No? I have no. Yeah, no. I think oh. I like, when I listen to him, I like pick out my favorite songs, like love these songs and not like full albums. Except for like Harry's house.
0: <laughs> okay, I feel you. I do that sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to listen to Golden. No, I'm adding it also to my list. Golden <laughs> is, mm. I overplayed it, but it's okay. Cause I can still- I can still jam out too because it's a good bop. <laughs> All right, number three. Forget what I said, it's not what I meant. I guess I'm really not that much of a hair sounds fan. Um. <laughs> forget what I said, it's not what I meant.
1: And you're um, right here, I think. <laughs> um. Is it new? <laughs> sort of.
0: Ish. It's like an, a year old now. It's from his album where it's like a it's like a fisheye. Oh, right.
1: Um, I have no clue. I don't know. Falling. <laughs> I also don't know that song. Okay. Oh my wow. god. That's, like, what, that's another bug. <laughs> I don't know any of Harry's popular songs. I thought that I did.
0: I'm questioning it now (laughs) I'm I'm questioning the fandom (laughs) okay number okay so we're at one out of two right now so you got one right (laughs) two wrong (laughs) (laughs) all right number four strawberry lipstick state of mind I
1: like know this lyric but I oh adore you yeah, right yay, <laughs> ding,
0: ding, ding. Yay, <laughs> got it right, yay. you're coming back, you're making a comeback. So we're at two, two points for Daniela. All right, number five, you can't blame me, darling, not
1: even a little bit. Is this new, is it a new song? I'm like phoning a friend. Yes, um, <laughs>
0: this one, like you have to listen to it through and, you're g- and then you're like, oh, yeah, this one's a little bit tricky. I don't listen to this song as much. You Can't Blame Me, Darling,
1: for loving you? Can't it? Blame
0: Me, Darling, not yeah. even a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't think I know. Yeah, It's okay. okay. I
0: probably wouldn't have known this one. Either. It is To Be So Lonely. Oh,
1: I like that song. I but do? it's like, I a- it- yeah, I guess I don't know the lyrics that well. I do like that song. Now.
0: All right. Number six don't call him what you used to call me
1: is there can I get a second lyric <laughs> so when that's I, all I got <laughs> don't call him what you used to call me I couldn't even make a guess yes. I don't think Carrie oh okay also don't know that song that well maybe I just don't know that album I know the album that Fallen and Golden and Terry are on but I don't think I know that album that well
0: yeah, there's That's some probably. songs that like, yeah, I feel you. The next one's a repeat from another song. So maybe this lyric is clear. So number seven, I'm in my bed and you're not here. I, I
1: know this lyric. I know this. I know this song. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a popular one. I feel like I've like yeah. recently probably heard
0: it too. You probably, cause this is like the very beginning. It's probably like two beats in. It's falling.
1: (laughs) Okay. Wow. That is very similar to the other one. The other one. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Wow. Okay. It's okay. I do know that song,
1: but not the name. But I know the song.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Number eight. I've got a good feeling. I'm just taking it all in.
1: Um, Let's see. What are Harry Styles songs that would have this lyric? (laughs) Is it Daylight? is not. Um, It's my only guess. (laughs) I don't listen to this song that much.
0: (laughs) This is Treat People with Kindness.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not that
0: much. That is a good song, but
1: I don't hear it that often.
0: All right, number nine. Breaking through the atmosphere and things are pretty good from here. Um, This one's so familiar. This is a really popular
1: one. This one got overplayed, too oh okay I should I should cheat <laughs> look at my spot <laughs> um yeah no this one's really familiar I you see I would never be good at song association games or games like that because <laughs> I can't like, I know in that. the moment you think you know <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, I was so confident <laughs> I don't think I've gotten any but like two um yeah I'm gonna say I don't know it but I feel like once you say it I'm gonna be like of course that's it Sign of the times. <laughs> of course. Yeah. All right. And number 10. So
0: right now you've gotten two right. So far. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll get
1: this last one. All
0: right. This is this is for the kind of win.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: In this world, it's just you. You know it's not the same. As it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, I felt like that was hard. No,
1: I I feel like that song was also a little overplayed, but it's on so I know that know that lyric pretty well (laughs) three out of ten that's like almost 50 (laughs) percent 30 percent what's that math
0: because you got the last one right
1: yeah you get the other points for the other one so thank you thank
0: you yeah I'm
1: a winner (laughs) no losers here (laughs) yeah
0: all winners all right well that comes that concludes our slumber party type game that was super fun to get to see how much daniela actually knows about <laughs> harry style songs all right let's get into it so today as i stated before we are going to be talking about don't worry darling 2022 this film is obviously new don't worry darling is available to watch in theaters and soon prime video this discussion will contain spoilers for the film. So if you already haven't seen it, go watch and come afterwards to hear our thoughts. I know that we picked a film this week that has that's still in theaters, but maybe this will encourage people to go for $5 movie Tuesdays
1: mm-hmm.
0: and go watch because that's what I did. And I was so sleep deprived when I went to work the next morning, but I needed to go see it. <laughs> what part stood
1: out to you the most? um I don't have like a ton I don't know if it's a spoiler for my thoughts but I don't have a ton of positive things to say about this movie so I think that anything that stood out were all really negative ones I think like the most prominent thing that I loved the theater thinking was how much the like score was in like every single scene and how like bothered I was with that. which I don't know if that's like a common thing that people felt but I felt the movie was like loud like there was just too much noise when it felt like a movie that should have been really self-reflective and like quiet and that's just like what I would have preferred to that was like the one thing that like my biggest thing that stood out it was pretty though it was a pretty film
0: for those of you who haven't seen the film or haven't even heard of the film the synopsis of the film is in the 1950s Alice and Jack live in an idolized community of victory an experimental company town that houses the men who work on a top-secret project. While the husbands toll away, the wives get to enjoy the beauty, luxury, and departure of their seemingly perfect paradise. However, when cracks in her idyllic life begin to appear, exposing flashes of something sinister lurking below the surface, Alice can't help but question exactly what she's doing in victory. So I actually really like the film, um, believe it or not, (laughs) which... Because I was getting, like, those... I mean, I was reading comments or I was seeing what people had to say about it that, like, it didn't really make sense. But Mm -hmm. I think that what really stood out to me is that it was different than something that I've seen before. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: I feel like... I don't know if you've seen Pleasantville or Stepford's Wives, which are both films that, like, feel pretty similar. And I think because I grew up knowing about those movies and watching them that this did feel... Familiar and just not as, I mean, his Wives is not known as like a great film. I think it has like terrible reviews, but it's also like one of those like almost cult classic films of that like era. I think it's like early 2000s and similar vibes of like the wives are like stuck in these roles, like competing with each other and they don't know much about the town that they're in. And Pleasantville, similar to where they're like stuck in this town that has like ideals that are like hidden and they're trying to figure out what it is. So I think it's it's definitely been done before. And I think that was my issue is that I wanted like a modern take on that, that felt like it was well executed. And I just don't think that this was like by the end, I was like, I don't think that this twist was like fully like executed well throughout the film.
0: Do you think that this was the best film that
1: Wilde has directed so far? She also did Booksmart, right? Did she do something besides that? Mm-mm. Okay, I also am not a huge fan of Booksmart. I think similarly, I feel the same way. Where she like took an idea that I think has been done really well and wanted to make it modern, but just I just didn't love the characters or feel that invested in them. I would have to rewatch it because it's been a while. But I I'm, I'm not like a huge fan of her as a director so far. So I don't think either one I would gravitate towards but I'm like I would watch something that she does in the future this one I think book might have been a bit better I guess in terms of like just consensus in general did you know that she was going to star in this film I don't think I've never I don't think I've seen her act until this film and I don't think I knew that she was going to be in the film but I was like pleasantly surprised by her performance and I had no clue that she was
0: Yeah. So, as a writer, what things stood out to you about the dialogue, and what things were you in disagreement with?
1: I think I remember liking the dialogue, and it was fine. I think, in terms of just like the script in general, it felt like it just felt like a script that needed to be like at least a couple more edits needed to be done. It did not feel like it was complete, Um, and I think that that. That was like what I was left with just, and I, I feel like I could have been overly critical in watching it, but I really went into it thinking that I would like it. And so this wasn't like a being like, oh, I'm gonna hate this movie. So that's why I was a bit surprised. Um, yeah, I, I do not remember exactly about the dialogue in particular, but there are definitely issues that I had like with the script in general.
0: Did you think that the pace was too slow that we should have had more
1: of the reveal a lot sooner? Uh, no, I don't think so. I feel like they were good, like going, it would be like a good rewatch. Cause I think that there were probably good hints that that was the reveal. I don't think it was that. I think it was less of like it not, like it being a surprise and it just not being like making sense fully. Like, I think even when he, right? Like they have a conversation at the end where they're like, if he dies in this world then he dies in real life, But then it's kind of like, how does that work for like everyone else? Like how does that work for Florence Pugh's character? Like how does, I don't know, a lot of the like world building I feel like was questionable. I think that that's probably what people had issues with. Um, Yeah, that's what I think was more confusing is how they were, how it all worked. How did their deaths work or why they even had, I don't know if you remember the scene where she, where they like take her and she goes through like the therapy or like the, Uh, medical things that they do just to get her back to like being obedient I guess to him that scene like in hindsight of knowing the ending it kind of doesn't make sense because if this is this like VR world why is she like why would she need that why not just like unplug her and like somehow restart like why have like some kind of medical procedure in that fake world because what does that do for her if she's like real does that make sense like that was kind of confusing to me things like that were questionable
0: and that makes sense there was elements that are questionable like towards the end when we do finally get the reveal the fact that Harry Styles with his character right we see at the end that he was pretty much controlling Alice to be a housemate because he felt some sort of insecurity that he couldn't provide mm-hmm. as a male figure in the household and okay I'm I have to throw this in here real quick, but they
1: made him look yeah. so bad. <laughs> that was the scariest part of the movie. I, was I That was his best performance. I think the ending was his best performance. It was good in that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I was. Yeah.
0: No, that was shocking. So getting into who Olivia Wilde is, she's an American actress and filmmaker. She's from New York, New York. Her dictatorial debut was the teen comedy book Smart that was made in 2019. Don't Worry Darling is her second feature film. She has appeared in several popular projects, including the TV show House and Disney's Toronto Legacy. On both House and the OC, Wilde played queer women, which was considered very groundbreaking at the time. A little background on the film, the film was announced in August 2019 after bidding more amongst 18 studios to acquire the next Olivia Wilde-directed project. Principal photography began in Los Angeles on October 26, 2020, and filming wrapped on February 13, 2021. Stated before, it only got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it was not,
1: it was not loved left. by the audience. <laughs> And that's rough because I've seen like average
0: films do like 70%.
1: Yeah, it's, that's definitely, I will say, I think that that consensus being like so low is a little strange. I don't think it was awful. Like even when I like was like, oh, I don't like this. It wasn't like just terrible. Like what you're saying, there are so many movies that are actually awful that are like 70% or like on IMDb, it's like eight out of 10. And it's like, this does not deserve that. I think it could do with the drama. I I hate to like feed into someone because I think Olivia Wilde has like really questionable statements, but I also think she gets like kind of a bad rap that I don't want to like say this, but I think it could be that it's also because she's a female director. Like it does feel like it might be that too, that people are kind of just going and wanting to hate on it. Um, I know that she mentioned that and I think she mentions that sometimes to just... I don't know, to have, like, if something bad comes up about, like, her or Harry or, like, Florence or the Shia LaBeouf thing, it's like, well, it's because I'm a woman, but I also think that it might be true for the way that this film was received. I think that is a part of it, Um, the drama, and also just because she, it's easier to, like, pick on women and when they're in that role.
0: It's very true, though. Women are still, like, victimized and not that, like, we are victimizing ourselves. Is that other the industry is victimizing us like making it seem like we are the issues especially that there's drama going around it they're probably saying oh like she's catty to work with or she has drama that surrounds her like there's just so many bad stereotypes that come with the territory of being a woman in film Mm -hmm. and like the publicity that your film could get could be bad just because of one little instance, because that's all they want to center every story around. So like when Olivia started dating Harry, like that was er like all that anyone could talk about. Mm -hmm. And I understand that like, that's kind of weird to be dating one of your like lead actors on your film set. I feel like there has to be a level of professionalism as well. And I don't know how those rules play out. But I just wouldn't feel comfortable either. Like being Florence And having those like sexual scenes with Harry, and his girlfriend is staring at me and is in half these scenes with me as well. When I have to act all
1: lovey dovey towards you, like that's awkward. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that I feel like, even in hindsight, of like the things that are problematic about her, it all seems to be about like her relationship or like what you're saying, like being catty. And I think that that's just. An easy like insult or something to bring up about women and in general that if we're really if that's like the biggest deal on set was that she was catty or that she like a terrible work environment, which is awful if that is the case. Compared to like people who are there are bigger issues of like directors who are like sexually assaulting people and like making an environment that's so uncomfortable that they can't move forward and go on with their career or like even talk to anyone about that. I feel like there's so many more instances of that of male directors than there are female directors. And that if we're tearing down Olivia Wilde for her, just having like an argument on set with Florence Pugh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and that shouldn't influence how we see her as a director. Cause it's really not our business, I feel like, um, about their set drama and really doesn't have anything to do with the movie.
0: Yeah, and it shouldn't have affected how people viewed the film. And I feel like people came in with judgment already going to watch the film who have no prior film experience or knowledge to begin with so who are criticizing things that they don't even know what they're talking about or don't they don't even know about i know that florence had made a statement that she saw that the trailer included a lot of sexual takes right like from the sexual scenes that They did, she didn't want people to just be focused on that, that, oh, there's sex scenes or, you know, that, but there isn't sex scenes, right? But the trailer made it seem like there's going to be sex scenes. And she didn't want people to just assume that, that there was more to it, that it had to do with the representation of female pleasure, which that is definitely what we saw. We saw the female, Florence, being more pleasured than Mm -hmm. Harry, right? Harry was doing the pleasuring. There was no sex between the two it was just like oral
1: sex yeah right yeah a part of that I feel like it's I think Olivia Wilde also made complaints about that that people are going and saying that it's like are like wanting to only see it for sex scenes between Lawrence and and Harry but it also feels like if you don't want people to feel that way then like having the trailers or talking about that in particular is going to contradict what you're saying because I feel like there are a lot of discussions about that before the movie came out but I think it's kind of a fault on like the press and PR that they probably should have focused less on that so that people are not going in expecting that because um, I feel like I heard a lot of conversations about that it's like oh it's really steamy like that's the reason why I'm watching it instead of it being like this is like for the plot so a part of I don't think it's like entirely their fault but I think it was like PR thing too that that was the focus um, and they should have shifted it before the movie came out. A lot of film and television
0: shows are focusing on that, though. And not necessarily are they publicizing that in the trailers, right? Some of them, like, we don't even see that until we start actually watching the show. But, Mm -hmm. like, some shows and some, like, movies are just focused on that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where television or film, when we started shifting into just that, and that just being the focus. Like, I understand that is in nature with who we are as humans. Like we have a sex drive. I get it. Yeah. But isn't there more to the story? Like, uh, isn't this yeah. two pages that you have written in to have this yeah. sex scene?
1: <laughs> Can not there be more? <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's so funny because I had this conversation recently about this very thing is that it feels like It's good that we're kind of pushing back. I kind of do agree that Olivia Wilde was saying that there should be more instances of like female pleasure and just like if we're going to have sex scenes and show like a variety, like show a spectrum of it. So maybe it feels a little more realistic and just a, a real depiction of your characters and their world. The only thing is that like what you're saying, a lot of times it feels like it does not belong. Like it's just there to be there. Uh, and even like the scripts that I read for work, I cannot tell you how many scripts I read. It's literally like 10 pages of just erotica. And it has nothing to do, like there's no story. This is just like you wanting to live out your fantasies, which is fine if you want to do that on your own, but it's not a story. That's not like, no, you're not going to get an audience based on that.
0: I think that that's where we're lacking now in television and in film is that we are leaning towards the wrong type of messages
1: that's for sure no I think so I think that there's I think people have like lost that's what probably my issue with this film was that it just feels like the themes that a lot of films are like trying to go for just Not feel as grounded as they could probably because there's so much like fluff in areas that shouldn't be there, and a lot of it can be just like I don't know detailing a romantic relationship that's so unnecessary to the story or its themes, and that now we don't really have yeah there's not like there's no like real layering or analyzing films it feels like I'm sure there is for films and I'm just like missing
0: yeah and one thing that I did notice about one of the themes in this film was that the women kind of win at the end. You know, like we, the women in the film overpower the men, right? So the women are the ones who kill off the men who are controlling their lives. And that's something that I appreciated seeing that these women didn't feel like fall necessarily all victimized to that only like one of them that like, turned out to be crazy because she found out the truth and you know she ended up I think committed suicide but we don't know yeah we don't know like that whole like story of what really yeah. went down with her um so yeah I do appreciate that 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 that's a message that is being thrown out there um but that was just like that was just it so um there wasn't really much more than
1: just that yeah yeah, that's what I feel like. That's really what I like, like wanting more from from the story. I think it would be interesting if there was like someone instead of it's just the men who are like forcing their like wives. If it was like women who are also forcing, I think it'd be. Interesting. But I know that's not really the message. I think the message was that like control of like men being unhappy with women not being submissive. Yeah, some some of those themes were pre- they were prevalent, but it also just felt like they weren't. I don't know, fully cultivated.
0: Yeah. Like, why didn't we see women start standing up for themselves or like to have their own voice? Like we did feel like I felt like they were playing off the roles, which I get part of the story, right? They they were in these like controlling roles. But when Florence, right, Alice starts fighting back, we don't see much more of the other women fighting back. We just do like an acceptance, yeah. like in a realization. Like, I don't know, like they're. Yeah. yeah something something's lacking there with the theme
1: yeah I don't even think for Alice's character that she did that much fighting before she ended up didn't did she wasn't it like kind of handed her that information I feel like a lot of information like the, the reveals about Jack and just the world in general kind of like handed to her I don't know how much she like investigated it so like was it Margaret I think who committed suicide I think like their characters, that was my issue with Alice's characters that she felt so similar to Margaret that it felt like as a protagonist, she didn't do enough that show that she was really fighting for like to get out. Like it felt like she was, it was fine that she was emotional. Like I don't want to say she was too emotional, but it didn't feel like she was like actually making steps to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Cause even when she got that file from the doctor, I don't think she did much with that. Like she didn't go and like try and discover more. Like, I don't know. I didn't feel like she did a lot to like get out yeah. of her
0: situation. And it was, like I said, slow. Even towards the end when she's running away, she's like debating at the last second before she touches yeah. the door. I wouldn't debate. I yeah. would run. like fully get out of there, yeah. And I'm like in the theater saying, just run, go. Mm-hmm. Why are we having this whole pause for like a
1: dramatic effect? No, just go. Yeah. <laughs> and the pause for dramatic effect wouldn't, it, like it would make sense if it was like, okay yeah she's reflecting on like maybe she should stay but like she never wanted. there was never a moment I feel like in the movie she really wanted to stay like I feel like at that point she'd be like yeah I want to get out of here and so mm-hmm. that like pause would not make sense she would be yeah she'd be like running and ready to go
0: yeah a lot of questionable moments we can agree on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but people um I think people should watch it to get their own sense of opinion before they read into the drama and other news yeah. about the film so you can they can construct their own their own thought process on it but seeing how the society played out would you ever see yourself living
1: like they did in victory absolutely not <laughs> so never yeah never I I talked to my sister about this she's like yeah I mean like they don't have to work like that sounds nice like not having to work sounds good but I think that idea of like going through the same day and cleaning and having to make food and like wait for a husband sounds so awful and like there's just not enough no I would rather I think I'd rather work her like 15 hour nurse shift that she was doing and was like miserable in the real world
0: (laughs) I probably wouldn't either it is something that is appealing that you get a nice home (laughs) (laughs) and they get food I guess for free they don't have to go grocery shopping
1: that's true but that's true they got like everything handed to them but then you just like you feel so isolated and stuck yeah no
0: for sure like I couldn't eat eggs and toast every single day there's no no way um, some things about the production design. I know we were talking about the production design earlier. I, so I watched this Amazon thing, uh, based on the movie. Cause I thought that the movie was on Amazon already, but they actually have behind the scenes of what happened like on set. And it looks really cool. Um, but the production designer was female. I thought that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. and they really focused or she really focused on the attention to detail um, and creating the environment to really make you feel like you were in a stimulated environment. Um, everything is heightened and perfect. Olivia speaks very highly of the DP, that they're a very like talented DP that's worked on other things as well. And yeah, they um, they seem like they did a really good job with their work in this film. Like, I think that everything, this is what sucks about production, right? is that everyone is talented in their own fields, right? And when they come together, you can make a really like beautiful film. And I feel like this really was, right? With attention to detail mm-hmm. and everyone did their part. But this when there's not a good story, when the story isn't thought out, it that, the, like, that all just goes away. Like no one pays exactly. attention to all of the hard work that
1: gets put in to all of these departments to make it look so good. I have that's- I didn't know that. And I think all of that is really interesting because I it was a very, like you're saying, very detailed film. So really beautiful to look at. So it does kind of suck that it wasn't like just a well thought out story because there was so much potential in the way that it was produced. Like I feel like all of the production was like, yeah. Everyone, even like the performances from the actors, Harry Styles did his best. Like I think everyone tried their best to make this a really great film, but somehow just did not turn out. yeah and everyone was questionable with harry styles
0: taking on this lead
1: but i think he did fine he did fine
0: he was really trying to lose his like heavy accent and i give him credit for that
1: yeah i think people definitely talked about that that his accent wasn't but i think yeah it was purposeful that he wasn't this like perfect accent i think like his american accent was pretty good at the end i was convinced (laughs)
0: <laughs> i was convinced by harry <laughs> and he does some singing at the end too so i was like oh he's singing <laughs> i'm like i wonder if he played like a show for them you know <laughs> like how was his persona on set
1: i wonder what that was like i, I well i don't know how, how like how much he was around but they hear that he wasn't like of like he would like they could never find him or live your Well. That's speculation, but supposedly they were like running off. But I also think he's like busy like touring and making music. But I wonder if he was just like filmed, left, filmed his scenes, and then was just like bye. But I don't think so. He seems like a nice guy that he would be present <laughs> on set. That must be
0: hard though, being like a singer who's traveling around who has to be working on music at the same time, you're playing a lead role. Yeah. Do you know, think that he's going to
1: keep acting? He's in a movie that's coming out. What? By my Policeman. Yeah, it's called My Policeman. I think it's coming on Prime. I think it's a true story. It's a it's a gay love story and I think it's at the time where like I think it's like the 50s or 60s where he's like hiding his relationship. So we'll see wow. if he how he's he's in it's like Army Hammer, Timothy Chalamet era right now. Um Yeah. So. Oh my god. I mean here it's really good, but I've heard good reviews so far. But yeah, so he's acting. I don't know for like the future years, but he has another movie coming out this year. That's, he probably was like, I actually like acting. Let me just keep <laughs> acting. Accordingly, yeah. it does feel like, yeah, I think his performances on stage are almost better than like his acting. Like I think he's more committed to being this like entity that is Harry Styles. So like he has to like, I feel like with so many performances, so many concerts, he has to be like turn himself off when he goes up there and like be this persona that everyone knows and loves that I think that's a better performance than like, don't worry darling. Cause he has to like, everyone wants to see the Harry that they know like TikTok or the song. And he has to continue that night after night. Um, And I'm sure there's a part of him that's not that it's a performance that he has to like kind of kind of like take a backseat and just do this persona
0: yeah when you're like put into a category especially as a singer people only ever see you as that so like mm-hmm. harry styles they only ever saw him as a singer so when he started acting everyone's like confused and not for it they're like oh no he can't possibly be an actor like there's no way he has that level of talent but then when he sh- comes through and he shows like i got this like i can do this just as well as i can you know being an artist but I know we spoke a lot about Harry Styles as an actor, but I want to talk about Florence as an actress mm-hmm. and how much she's been killing the game. I first saw Florence in the Black Widow film and I didn't even know it was her because the accent was so strong. Yeah. What was it, like a Russian accent that she did? I think so, yes.
1: I think it, was and Russian. it was so
0: good. I thought it was legitimately her accent. Yeah, very talented. And then I didn't know she was in Midsummer. And I watched that film for the first time this year because I wanted to see what the hype was about.
1: And I did. Have you watched it before? I have. It's oh unsettling. It's unsettling. It it's very good. It's very good though.
0: But let me tell you that after I finished watching that film, I'm like I am not going to go on a trip to Europe <laughs> <laughs> anytime soon. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, I mean okay so going back to like Florence right oh yeah so I found out that Wilde was originally set to play Florence's part and Florence was to play Wilde's part but they traded roles when Wilde decided she wanted a younger couple at the center of the film so allegedly they clashed on set leading to tensions during both production and promotion for the film on September 25th, 40 members of the film's crew issued a statement disputing the allegations and dismissing rumors of unprofessional behavior on
1: the set as completely untrue. So, didn't do you know think that. it happened? <laughs> I did not know that that the crew you know, actually said that it didn't happen. I would believe. I feel like we should believe what they're saying like I know that people want the drama and a part of me is like well maybe they're just saying it to cover up but I feel like we should probably believe them that there's no bad blood because I know that also people are like well Florence didn't really promote the film so that's probably why she wasn't like she probably really did have issues with Olivia and Harry but I also did see her post about it and see that she was like out of it so I don't know I think that there's probably I feel like the drama was probably definitely I don't know, like heightened because of TikTok or like Harry Styles being edited things like that. It probably wasn't as bad. It was probably like simple fight, like small fights.
0: Yeah, and also like if there are forty members of the crew saying that it could go two ways that there are fans of Olivia's and they don't want any bad publicity on the film that they've also worked on. It's hard when you work on a film and then there's bad rep behind it and you're not even a part of it, but because yeah, there's sure. bad rep, it's just, it makes you look bad that you were part of a bad set. That could be it, or maybe there really didn't, nothing bad happened, and it's just drama that they're trying to, like, curate a story for. Yeah. It'll be like, You know, like, rumor has it.
1: I think it's something we may never know. I think that people have said that Florence Pugh has had, like, shady comments, like, since the movie has come out about Olivia Wilde, but, and even Olivia Wilde's, like, video that I think it was like discovered that she sent to Shia LaBeouf and she said something about Florence Pugh, but I don't even think any of that indicates that there was like insane drama. I also think that we have to take consideration that they're working on this movie for months, long hours, and they all have like so much going on in their lives. They're all like somewhat of stars that it could have been a bit contentious just because it's just like a like long day. It's like you have so much going on you're in these roles and there's not going to be like a perfect like every day it's not going to be perfect on set everyone's not going to be like perfectly getting along
0: i did question though what happened with
1: Shiloh above yeah he did show the receipt so that's why i was just like "Hmm." (laughs) yeah that's that's a little bit but even the text that he showed between him and florence didn't seem like they were that bad they were also very vague that like who knows what it could have been indicating i think like I don't know that's also a little bit I'm unsure I feel like there probably definitely were issues I just don't think I think that it might have been blown out of proportion on the viewers like all of our parts like the audience part because if it was that bad I would assume that people would just completely stop filming or maybe not maybe they were like committed to their job
0: yeah there are like unhealthy work environments that happen probably all the time so it could be that people wanted to keep their jobs and They just don't say anything about it. There's just so much that happens in the film world in general. I actually just did the episode on the assistant. So when just like watching the film and then hearing Kitty Green's like backstory on just like how she interviewed other people who work in the entertainment industry and they had the same things to say and a lot of people have left the industry because of like the poor work environments. And we still see that like One, it's so competitive. It's such a competitive field. So people will do just about anything to, you know, make their way up. If that is sucking up and sacrificing your feelings because you just need to be on this production set to meet these connections, like you just like suck it up and do it.
1: Yeah, no, it's Um, really, it's tough because I, I feel like there definitely probably were issues and yeah, like what you're saying, it could be that people are just not like speaking up because they need this job or need this connection. And I, I think the film industry is one of those industries that has such a hard time making space for for like the, everyone who wants to be in it or the like, people who like like in the hierarchy of the industry. That it never feels like there's like this equality that's happening. And from set to set, it'll be different too like even what you're saying with the assistant, that there's no, I mean, that was like Harvey Weinstein, so truly terrible, awful. But there's also just so many smaller cases of just not a very safe space to be at work or to feel like you can create or go to someone and, and talk about, I don't know, about whatever the case may be on set, that might be the issue or any of like your goals. Like there's just not like a very safe space. So I could be that too is what happened. Um I know Olivia Wilde has like tried to combat that. And, like I tried to like make a I think she mentioned that like the you're going to have a bad film if the director is bad and if the set is bad and like not everyone's like getting along pretty much. But then she could just be saying that to just I don't know save face. But she did mention that I think before all of this drama came out though.
0: Yeah, no having a good production crew makes a huge difference. Everyone does have to be happy because it takes a whole team to make a movie. So if there's a department that's not happy, that that side of the department will slack and or maybe it'll lack something, you know? I know when I've worked on sets where everyone is on good terms with everyone, there's no drama, everyone's positive and there's just a light in the room, everything goes so smoothly. Like even with problems that arise, like in any production, There's always problems that arise, but it's like knowing how to take the problem and solve it and just finding solutions for it, not stressing out, like easing any tension helps so much. And yeah, no, it definitely makes a difference, but not everyone gets that memo. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people have big egos Mm -hmm. that are higher ups and hold that executive position. And that's very unfortunate because they don't know what they're jeopardizing And a lot of people get into this industry not having any background knowledge of what goes on. And they only got the job because they know so-and-so and they got this role and they put in money and that's what's damaging the
1: industry. Yeah, it can be really toxic and really unwelcoming. So I don't know if that had anything to do with, don't worry, darling. So I don't think so. I think it's more just like internal drama with like three or four people I think it speaks to a bigger issue. Hopefully it wasn't like just terrible. I think it was more like someone's like screaming matches, but I'm surprised that there are people coming out saying, like you said, there were the 40 crew members that said it didn't happen, that there wasn't. So I'm intrigued by that. And who like, I don't know how we know that there were issues or that there were like screaming matches. I don't know who, like how that came out. It's
0: Hollywood. I feel like someone will say (laughs)
1: something, they'll tip it
0: off to someone and then they hold on to that story and just like go with it. They have Mm. no proof, but they'll go with it because people would just pick it up. And that's what kind of like scares me about Hollywood is that I hear this all the time, no matter what show I watch that's based in Hollywood is one, it's hard to meet friends in Los Angeles to like meet real friends and two, everyone's looking for something. So if you're not worthy to that specific person, so like if they can't benefit from you, Mm -hmm. then they won't even acknowledge you. I know that you lived in California for a little bit. How did you feel? Like, did you pick up on those vibes?
1: No, not really. Um, I think because I just was on campus and so people were pretty like welcoming, but I've always kind of felt I felt that way kind of even in school only because I was just such I felt like such an outsider and I knew I wanted to work in film and but I was an English major and was doing a lot of things in that space so I felt so outside of like even the friends that I had that were like majoring in film like oh I'm working on this and I'm doing this and I'm like a grip and I was like I have no clue what you're talking about and I never (laughs) felt like I could just like like enter that space like smoothly like it felt like it was like very like there's a lot of gatekeeping I think I just experienced that very minorly um, but people were pretty welcoming I just didn't know how to ask questions they probably would have helped me I just didn't know how to ask questions about it but I like I have heard that that LA is a lot like that I think New York would probably be like that too of just like if you aren't going to benefit me then you I have no time for you if you're not going to like help me move forward in my career then I don't want to to you which is terrible
0: Yeah, I personally have found it hard to meet other creatives here in New York, and I've lived here for like almost like six years, and the only way that I was able to find other like a community of other like filmmakers was one, doing the challenge that I did this uh, past summer, and also like being involved with Onyx Mm -hmm. and like finding like you and Aspen, like that Mm -hmm. helped me kind of find other people. That I could relate to, that we could talk, that we could collaborate. But I don't know, I found it hard to find my like my people. And maybe that's also because I didn't go to film school here. I know yeah. NYU is huge and I know a lot of people have built their communities because they've gone to NYU. But like an outsider not coming from NYU, I found it hard. And I met more people when I was like on set and stuff. But once I stopped getting on set, I feel like I really lost that like kind of drift of meeting people and meeting connections because you're constantly in need of like building connections and like constantly networking and when you're not constantly doing that like do you feel like am I missing out like where
1: am I at (laughs) no that that's exactly the feeling I I felt that way earlier this year and even just I guess fairly recently about just feeling like an outsider of the things that I like actually want to do because it was so hard to like actually consistently meet people that's why I'm so grateful for Onyx um and like finding Onyx when I did because I I think that was also a way for me to like meet other people who had similar goals and just getting to like witness people be creative and passionate about similar things that I was and welcoming about it I think like I was saying like in school it was hard to kind of like get into that space, Um, but yeah, the networking thing is so important, and it it's very hard when when people just know how to network very well and like can make a connection, make a connection, make a connection so consistently. And I've never been able to fully find that. And I think it can be harder too when you're not in not even just not in film school, but in a career, a direct career that allows you to meet people and go to events and do things and be on set consistently. But yeah, it can definitely feel like oh, I'm not doing enough to be in this, like, kind of space and world. Um, I feel that way often. I felt that way recently.
0: Have you felt, like, lost navigating, like, where, like, even as a writer, because there's so many roles in, like, the industry, but, like, have you felt, like, lost along your way as to, like, what do I wanna write for? Like, do I wanna write for television? Do I wanna write for film? Like, do I wanna write my own stuff? Do I wanna make my own type of career? Like, how have you like seen yourself navigating
1: the industry? I think I know for sure I would want to write for television. I had like a really formative, I guess, experience where I, in 2020, right before the pandemic, I got to go on set for a, a show called Single Parents. I ended up getting canceled that year. And we went into the writer's room. We got to meet the writers and see like writer's room. And like, they walked us through what they do. And I think in that moment, I was like, this is for sure what I want to do. It was just kind of that click where I was like this, I could do this like for the rest of my life. Um, and this is definitely a role that I would, I'm also just such a fan of like getting to stay with characters for a long time and, and seeing them grow over time that I think I would really enjoyed that job. I think until that point, it's really hard though to like shift into being a television writer. Like there's so many i think it can be i shouldn't say it's easier but you can find a path clearer if you want to be a director because you can direct independently or you can you can produce independently but with like television writing it's it's harder unless you're like especially if your shows don't get picked up and then you're like bound to go around um so for me i think yes it is kind of hard to navigate what i want to do until then like do I want to write and like try to sell my ideas or do I want to try and like production assist and then like get into a writer's room and I think that's a difficulty I'm also because I was an English major I still really love prose and like short stories and it's still like a distant goal of mine to like possibly write a collection of short stories because I've just it's something that I like have done for so long and it's still a passion that it's not connected to film That I think yes I'm kind of still all over the place I know what I want but I also don't know how to get there fully so
0: I feel you because there's so many different roads and I think that the only type of road that is shown to us is like the traditional route but I've seen people who don't go the traditional route who don't follow the rules and they become successful because
1: they don't do that and they do it their own way. That's the thing I think when people there's a lot of not pressure but it's easier to see people who go the film school route go directly into either like production company or just working on some kind of roles and they, you know, they're freelancers because I didn't do that. a lot of times it does feel like I am missing out on something cause I didn't do that traditional route and that it can be, that's where that like feeling of like oh, I feel so lost because I never, I didn't do that. Now I have to like make it on my own and like figure it out on my own which is really scary at times. Um, but yeah, there are definitely people who have not gone the traditional route, did not do film school. Found a way on sets, found a way in writers' room, found a way to get their films made. And those are always stories I love hearing because it's encouraging to continue on.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Pretty much does it for this conversation for today. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Film Spill, a movie night podcast. Thank you, Daniella, for being an amazing guest and for
1: coming back on to the podcast. Um, my social, my Instagram is at Nyala D-A-N-Y-E-L-A underscore Gocher, G-O-C-C-H-E-R. And can follow me there. So fun talking about this movie. Um, and we hope that you
0: go and watch the film. You can follow Film Spill on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest, all at, at film Spill Pod. Tell a friend about the podcast if you like, and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts that will help other people find film spill too. Until next
1: time, don't cry over spilled film.